gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? The show starts in ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. Good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Right Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Jacobs. Join me every Friday with great guests from professional sports and collegiate athletics. But joining me today is the Director of Athletics at Claflin University. Please welcome to the show, Mr. Tony O'Neill. <laughs> Tony, thank you for taking the time out and we'll get right to it. Before we get started with the Q&A, talk a little bit about your journey into collegiate athletics. Wow, it was uh, it wasn't planned. Uh, to be honest with you, though, I was uh, I graduated and was a social worker, and and I realized that I wanted to work with some young people that really wanted to take advantage of the opportunities that were presented to them. So I made a phone call to my head coach, and, I, and he had told me that I could come back to Central State if I wanted to coach. But at the time, my wife didn't want to go back to Ohio. And so he he uh, recommended me to Delano Tucker, who was the director of athletics and the football coach at Livingstone College. And I uh, went down and interviewed and everything went well. And when I walked through the door, you know, he says, you know, with your administrative background, you know, there's this uh, new NCA initiative called compliance. And I uh, want you to be our compliance officer as well. And I'm looking at him like, uh, I don't know. I, I really want to just coach football. And then being young, he he put some some more dollars in the contract, and I said sure. <laughs> <laughs> I said sure. And then you know, I I I got um, really really deeply involved with compliance. It was just fascinating. It was so new, and it was it was you know the rules and the regulations. Uh, and really understanding the NCAA because you know as a coach and a player you just see it on one side you don't you don't right. see all the particulars involved and so as my career moved on I decided my son was born and he had some issues to I decided just to get out of coaching altogether at least that's what I thought back then and move full time into compliance and from there you know the sky was the limit man it's it's, it's been a great journey it's over you know this year. It's 30 years, man. You know, wow. So 30 years in this thing and from coaching football to golf to tennis to starting a bowling program to being the first African-American chair in the, at the NCAA National uh, Bowling Committee and, uh, and my second stint here as a director of athletics. And it's been a wonderful <laughs> journey, man. It's been a wonderful journey. Yeah, I would say it has. And I've known you for um, almost half yeah, <laughs> 30, 30 years, uh, you know, as well. So that's why I wanted to have you on, because your journey was unique. You started off outside of athletics and ended up coming into athletics. And a lot of times, you know, a lot of coaches watch the show. Um, they're going to be transitioning. Their career is going to be over with. They might decide to make a career more as well as administrators um, mm -hmm. as well. 
What does athletics look like at Claflin University? Oh man, Rob, it's, it's, let me just say this. It's absolutely beautiful right now. You know, we, it's a transition from presidents. So of course we have Dewan Warmack, Dr. Dewan Warmack as our president, young, innovative, athletically inclined and a go-getter. And uh, he is very supportive and just changing the culture. You know, we're, 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 you know, as everybody know, we're top 10 in the HBCU in the country, you know, ranked regionally, academically. And, and so the, the move was made from the SIC to the CIAA and how quickly everyone found out how competitive it is. And the emphasis had to change just a little bit now. Our academics are going to be there. We still have uh, over a 3.2 GPA, you know, across the board with all our programs. 11 of our 12 programs, you know, of course, are 3.0 or better. So we're still getting the scholars and we're still doing what we need to do, you know, academically. But the challenge has been now creating that Duke or Stanford environment where you go get those top tier athletes, you know, that fit in the academic profile, but also raise the level athletically. So it's been a good journey. Uh, Dr. Womack, again, has been phenomenal. The cabinet, my colleagues, you know, you know, the other VPs have been phenomenal guiding me. And more importantly, man, my staff. I walked into a good situation from the administrative standpoint, you know, and we had a few transitions in the coaching ranks. And we got, a, uh, I think, a, a strong team right now that understands the overall vision of the department and of the university and ready to go to work and make something special happen at Claflin. Talk about your transition from Division One institution or Division One administrator and leading a Division Two athletic program now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest difference is uh, financially. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's you just gotta attack a different revenue stream. You know, and Division One. You know, you had the opportunity for the guaranteed games. You know, if you got football, of course, those can be some uh, very good paydays and basketball. But when you get to Division Two, those dollars are not there. You know, at that magnitude, you know, they're just not there. You, you, you know, when when you were used to getting eighty to a hundred thousand dollars for a non-league scrimmage, now they want to give you ten thousand dollars. <laughs> and you know, you've been down that road. You know, so, and then if you get more than that, it's basically relationship driven and. Uh, right. So, but, but outside of that, you know, the, the compliance piece is the same. The student athletes, you just get some phenomenal, you know, student athletes, you, you know, with this transfer portal, I think it just, it leveled the playing field, division one, division two, because now these student athletes, they just want to play. You know, they, they, they want the opportunity to play and, and get out there. So, but, uh, it's been a slight transition, but, Orangeburg has been beautiful and, and South Carolina has been beautiful because there's so much buy-in, you know, for what we're trying to accomplish and, and what the president is doing and what the university is doing. And so we've been able to secure some pretty good sponsors and uh, they, they, they've helped us out tremendously financially to help build our brand. You were hired back. In 2020, as the director of athletics there at Claflin, talk about the interview and hiring process. Take us through that. How was that? 
Oh man. Again, it was it was it was great, you know, but it's a challenge because now you're you're that division one and you have that division one mindset and now you're talking to a group of individuals who, you know, when you say, Okay, we raise say two point five million and 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 athletics and they go, well, how did you do that? And you say, well, we had guaranteed football games, guaranteed basketball games, and we did multi-year deals, and then we got the sponsorship. And then the big question is, how do you translate that to us, Division Two? You know, and and the the thing that was unique was they don't really understand where the money comes from or how it comes, but they just want to know how you're going to bring it to to Claflin, you know, Division Two school. So uh, you know, I explained my plan and. And by the grace of God, you know, uh, been able to execute that thing. And, and it's been with the support of of the alumni, of the community, of the state of South Carolina, and, uh, of course, the university as a whole. But that process, it wasn't as challenging. You know, you just got to really hone in on what makes that, you know, what made, for me, it was what made Claflin special and how my skill set could help elevate the athletic program at Claflin University. So, but I went in with the mindset, you know, being the best person for the job, ex, you know, you know, discuss my plan and how we're going to move forward. And, and, uh, and I was chosen. So, and I, you know, and I have no regrets. <laughs> at well, all. Well, it was, well, it was long overdue. Um, yeah. You know, I always saw you, as leading in the athletic the program, whether it was Division One or Two, and and I'm glad you finally got the opportunity and well deserved, my friend. Yeah, I appreciate. Talk that. about how talk about how the interview process has changed over the last five years. You you have done many of interviews. You've been part of committees. Talk about how it's changed over the last five years. So, so for me, the 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 biggest change is what we're doing now, virtually. You know, you're not in the room where you can read the faces and you can read the room and, 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 uh, you know, captivate the room. You know, you know, when we were taught going through the leadership institute, it's how to command the room, how to command your interview and how to pick out the people in the room. Because a lot of times you go into an interview and there's that committee there and there's only one or two people that really understand <laughs> what you're doing. And right. your role there, you know, what your role will be there. And the rest of them are pretty much there to, you know, go through the questions and answers. So with the Zoom process, you can't really see that, you know, you can't really feel that. And you don't have that conversation prior to, you know, how you get ready to go on an interview and there's that five or 10 minutes before it gets started. And you can kind of ask mm -hmm. your point of questions to see who knows what and, <laughs> and know how to answer those questions. So. That piece was different, you know, is the biggest difference for me, you know, but outside of that is, you know, no, you know, be comfortable with what you are, who you are and what you bring to the table, you know, and but do your homework. Mm -hmm. And that hasn't really changed, but do your homework on the institution because people want to hear what you know about the place that you're walking into, you know, and then vice versa. Trust me, they with social media and everything right now, they have done their homework on you. Oh, you best believe that. 
You better believe, you better, you better believe that. They are scouring social media for anything yes, about yeah. you, and hopefully you didn't put nothing up that's damaging. We're going to take yeah. a commercial break, um, Tony. You're listening and watching The Right Fit. The Right Fit Podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. Tired of spending what seems like all of your time and budget filling coaching vacancies? Let Rising Coaches Search and Consulting handle your next coaching search. Our process is simple. We identify, vet, and recruit a talented and diverse group of professionals that fits your institution's profile. All for a low price that we guarantee will beat our competitions. Plus, all of your searches will be handled by former coaches, meaning we will get the best possible insight on all of your candidates, and you'll get the perspective that only a former coach could provide. For testimonials, a full client list, or more information, please visit risingcoaches.com. Welcome back to the Right Fit Podcast. I'm your host, Daryl Jacobs. I'm with Tony O'Neill, Director of Athletics at Claflin University. We're talking all things Claflin University and what's the right fit. You hit upon it a little bit um, in the previous questions. Talk about the do's and don'ts. (laughs) (laughs) The, the, The don'ts. Don't go in unprepared, you know, and, uh, because again, you know, people are interviewing you. But I think the most important thing for me is that I like to tell young people that make them understand that you're interviewing them as well. Because you have to make a decision whether they offer you the job or not, if it's the right fit for you. Because everything is not the right fit for you. You know, so a lot of people go in and they're they're just fascinated about someone asking them a questions and the opportunity for them to pick you as the person. But you need to, when you're in that interview process and you're talking to the committee and you're talking to the individuals, you need to make sure that you fit in that environment. So that is so important to make sure that you fit into that environment as well. So the don'ts is, you know, not do your homework. The do's is interview them too. Make sure it's a fit for you and your family. And, you know, the big thing, you know, you remember when we were younger, you know, it was just all about chasing that job. And it was very hard to get those jobs. And you went wherever thinking that you had to take those positions. You know, it's a whole different world when you can pick and choose now what positions you want to take based on the fit, you know, and. More importantly, I we interviewed a, a baseball coach and we were talking and as I dropped him off at the airport, I, uh, he was on the go a lot and he was talking about his wife. And, and, and so I closed with him like with this. I said, hey, your quality of life is the most important thing to me. I said, the quality of life. I said, and, and if we bring that quality and that balance for you and your family, We'll be fine. But, you know, again, people look and they chase dollars. Well, you know, I learned a long time ago, and Horace Broadnax kind of taught me this. Uh, he's the coach at Savannah State. You know, you know, HR. Right. He said, Tony, you're going to find a way to pay your bills with the money that you receive. But make sure you're happy in the process. So that quality of life is huge to me. You know, you will find a way to pay your bills. But if you're not happy, I don't care how much money you're making. 
You're miserable. You you write about that, and you got millionaires and billionaires can attest to that. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> what does the right fit looks like at Claflin University? The right fit. When I saw that, you know, I I I, I looked at it. It's the right fit is for me is your family being comfortable. You know, again, we're we're grinding, we we we're in and out. But how does your family feel when they walk on campus? You know, for us, so that right fit for me is the fact that my wife is happy when she comes to campus. She's meeting with the board of trustees. She's meeting with the president. We're doing family things together as a department, as a university. You know, so that right fit is being able to really have a great quality of life. That's the right fit for me. Let's talk about job opportunities that may be on the horizon in collegiate athletics. Where, where, what are some of the job opportunities that might be on the horizon? You would say um, in collegiate athletics for uh, just overall, overall. Well, you know, I think it's important now. You're seeing a a, a, a transition in African Americans being hired and, and as head coaches at major. Colleges, you're seeing more administrators moving up the ranks, you know, to to take on the AD jobs, and um, now there's there's a slight transformation in in the president level as well. You're seeing a few more LSU has its first, you know, African American president. So you're talking about a great institution like that with the history, but never having a, a HB, uh, uh African American president. So. It's moving in the right direction. It's still a slow process, and you still have to work. I feel that we still have to work 10 times harder. But opportunities are presenting themselves, and when we get them, we got to take advantage of them. And then not only when you're there taking advantage of When I say taking advantage, I mean not just doing a good job, but bringing in qualified people and then not shying away from the fact that that qualified person looks like you as an African-American. I want to talk about differentiators when interviewing. I get this question a lot. What can make someone stand out or differentiate themselves from other candidates in the interviewing process? Hmm. You know, that's always a great question. And I can't fit. I got, I got to go back to fit, you know, stand out. How do you stand out? Well, you know, personality, what, what are they looking for? You know, I mean, when you do your homework, what are they looking for? Are they looking for energetic, you know, um, person? Are they looking for somebody to just come and, and, and um, keep the ship afloat? Are they mo- looking for movers and shakers, you know? And so, you know, when you do your homework, Find out what they're looking for, and then you go in there. And if it and if you're not that, don't even apply. You know, you because everybody does their homework before you. Well, you should be doing your homework before you apply for the job. Well, you you, you, you should hope they will do their <laughs> right. You know what I mean? When you go in, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, some differentiators. You know, people often say, um, you know, whether you command the room whether you make a commonality, the connection to everybody in the room, you know, as you mentioned, virtually it's, it's, uh, you know, I like personal in-person interviews. Mm-hmm. I, I can, 
I can command the room. You know, I always yes. had that kind of personality, you know, to do that. On Zoom, anybody can, you know, you, you can't make that real connection as well. But Zoom has an advantage because now you got all your notes hanging around and you're, <laughs> and you're able to right, hit right, some right, points right, right, things right. that you probably couldn't hit, you know, before. So there's some advantages and disadvantages um, true, with that true, as well. True, 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 true. My last question, um, and this is probably my best question, word association. I say mm-hmm. a person, place, or thing. You say the first thing come to mind, Mr. Oh, you can elaborate. Okay. You can elaborate as well. Okay. You can elaborate. All right. Um, you know, as well. Central State University. Home, great university. And without the love and support of Central State University, I wouldn't be here. Bethune-Cookman University. Great family atmosphere with the legendary athletic director, Lynn Thompson, what we were able to build there and the 20, I was with him 18 of his 30 years there. And it was home again, you know, but it was uh, a place where we were allowed to grow and create something from a little of nothing, just elevate the program as a whole. And uh, that, that is definitely uh a proud moment. Family. Everything. Without family, you're nothing. You know, with, and my, my, without family, you're nothing. And, and just like, you know, I said, or reading the room, you got to learn. They didn't teach us how to be parents. You know, we had to learn how to be parents. And, and, and being in this athletic field, you know, we were always on the go, things of that nature. And then just realizing that you have to settle down and make sure you take care of your family because if they're happy, everything about you is happy. Collegiate athletics. That's where I made my bones. <laughs> it's the front porch, you know, it's, it's, it's entertainment. It's more entertainment now where at least it's getting exposed is more entertainment now than it's ever been. You know, people are paying attention now with social media, TikTok. Every time you look up, there's a different way to showcase what you're doing from an athletic standpoint. And I love what I do. And I and I say this all the time. I thank God for allowing me to do this. This is my job. I mean, I'm talking to well, one of my guys, you know, who who's elevated his career and we're we're spreading this knowledge and and uh we're reaching back to give back. And, but more importantly, we're telling our story, you know, and I want to commend you for that because you allow people to tell their story. And finally, Claflin University. Great place to be. We're on the move. Excited about what we got going overall as the institution. We're building a new student union. You know, the, the students are back in full force. Athletically, we're growing and Hey, don't sleep on Claflin and definitely don't sleep on Orangeburg, South Carolina. <laughs> Tony O'Neill, thank you for taking the time out today to join me. And I want to thank the viewers and listeners for listening in as well. Join me next Friday with another great guest here on The Right Fit. Until then, please stay safe and have a wonderful weekend. The Right Fit Podcast is brought to you by Rising Coaches Search and Consulting. Tired of spending what seems like all of your time and budget filling coaching vacancies? 
Let Rising Coaches Search and Consulting handle your next coaching search. Our process is simple. We identify, vet, and recruit a talented and diverse group of professionals that fits your institution's profile. All for a low price that we guarantee will beat our competitions. Plus, all of your searches will be handled by former coaches, meaning we will get the best possible insight on all of your candidates, and you'll get the perspective that only a former coach could provide. For testimonials, a full client list, or more information, please visit Rising Coaches.